Welcome back to the couch, everybody. Welcome in to our Super Bowl review podcast. It ended Chiefs 25, Niners 22. We have ourselves a new champion. Actually, we have ourselves a repeat champion. First repeat champion since the New England Patriots in the 03 and 04 seasons. I'm here with Zwick and Butsy. Uh, I don't think any of us are super happy that the Chiefs won this game. I know none of us are happy that the season's over. I'm going to start here with you, Zwick. Are the Chiefs officially a dynasty? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's no denying it now. Mahomes has three rings in five years, four appearances in six years. It's a dynasty, whether we like it or not, whether football fans like it or not. He's only 28 years old, and he has three rings, three Super Bowl MVPs. They're a dynasty. I do think that, well, hopefully, I think that it will be very interesting to see what Mahomes' career and the Chiefs are like post Kelsey and Reed. But I think they probably got at least two more years out of both of them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they won one more, maybe even two more. I really hope they don't go back to back to back, but I also didn't think they go back to back. So Yeah, it's it's crazy. The Niners are already favorites for next year's Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> and the why? Chiefs, like, the Chiefs are second. Why are I mean, I guess the Chiefs have a lot of big free agents like Jerry Sneed and Chris Jones and all that, but that's just like why why would you not have them as the favorite? Yeah. Butsy, any thoughts on the dynasty talk? Or are you just uh not not gonna partake in that because you don't like it? No, I mean I, I don't as much as I don't like it, I'm in full agreement. I mean, you really can't deny what Mahomes and the Chiefs have done. Uh Mahomes and Andy Reid, I will say, and the Chiefs have done in these past five, six years. Uh, it's really impressive. It's a dynasty. It's it's absolutely a dynasty. Uh, but Zwick makes a great point. What's this going to look like post Reed and post um, post Kelsey? Because like I said on this pod before, like the big thing that made the Patriots dynasty so effective dynasty so effective was that they had Brady Belichick together for twenty plus years, and that I think you know you can't just replace a guy like Andy Reid. He's probably a top three, four head coach of all time. And he, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's pro- probably top three head coach yeah, of all time. He's getting up there. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, you, you can't just replace a guy like him. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what that's like. But, like Zwick said, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that for another one or two years. I might bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl tomorrow because at this point, like I took the Niners last night, I faded Mahomes, I faded the Chiefs. It didn't work out well for me. I'm tired of doing it. Um, but yeah, I, the Chiefs are. Or an absolute dynasty and definitely the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, it's definitely getting harder and harder to explain why you would bet on anybody else. Uh, I want to talk about the game a little bit. Let's start here. What do you guys think went wrong for the Niners in this game? And who are you putting the blame on, Zwick? I'm putting a lot of blame on Kyle Shanahan. Like, I would say most of the blame on Kyle Shanahan. Kittle was a non factor. He clearly. I guess didn't feel like getting him in, going into the game. McCaffrey was sort of phased out in the second half. Like you still need to get your best players the ball. Obviously, Debo was kind of in and out of the lineup with the hamstring injury, so that's just that's just unfortunate. That just happens. But like Ayuk had like three catches. Debo had like two catches. Kittle had two. Obviously, McCaffrey had to did a lot. He had like eight for eighty, but. We got to get our playmakers the ball in the second half. Like you have the offensive player of the year on your team, probably the best guy with the ball in his hands in the league. 
if not Tyreek Hill. Like you need to get Christian McCaffrey the ball, and they just didn't do it in the second half. They they went too pass happy. I thought they probably freaked out and was like, "Oh my God, Mahomes is coming back!" Like we need to you know really extend our lead instead of just you know playing their game and playing what got them to the Super Bowl and playing what got them the lead in the first half. Yeah. I, I definitely think they went away from the run, but I will say the Chiefs' defense did an awesome job. They they held the Niners to three and a half yards per carry, which is well below their average and not what you would have expected after seeing the Bills game, at least, and seeing how easily the Bills uh, ran the ball against them. So I thought the Chiefs' defense and that, that game plan by Spags was brilliant. There was blitzes everywhere the Niners couldn't seem to figure out. Um it really felt like they forced the Niners to pass. I know, obviously, you can blame Shanahan for not being able to get the run game going, but I don't know. I think the Chiefs' defense definitely deserves some credit. Butsy, did you feel the same about Shanahan? Yeah, I do. Um, I definitely agree with everything Zwick said, so I don't want to repeat it, but I'm going to put a little blame on Brock Purdy. And oh, wow. I didn't see this coming. Accountability. I, I don't know if this is much blame, putting blame on Brock Purdy, as it is this is who Brock Purdy is right now. Like, I think you look at the game, we walk, we've all watched it, we've all, you know, seen all the highlights and, and listened to so many people talk about it already. It doesn't really seem like the Niners made a lot of mistakes, right? It didn't seem like they, they didn't turn the ball over besides the CMC fumble in the first quarter, which I think proved to be obviously tremendously important down the stretch because the Niners were absolutely moving in that first quarter and that first drive. But Brock Purdy didn't make a lot of mistakes at all. Um, the only kind of bad throws that he made all night were when Chris Jones were in his, was in his face, but Brock Purdy needed to make more plays for the Niners to win this game, like make more special plays so that you put yourself in a better chance in a better position to win. Uh, in my opinion, I just think Mahomes made more special plays and their quarterback, the chiefs quarterback Mahomes was, he was better. Like he, he just made better plays and, and bigger plays that, lifted the Chiefs over the Niners. The Niners didn't really do anything wrong. They just didn't do anything great, right? I mean, they kept the Mahomes and the Chiefs at bay for the entire first half. And, you know, especially after that uh, pick that Mahomes came out and threw to, to start the second half, you have the ball in like the 50 or 45. You got to score that drive. You have to at least get a first down and at least put up three points there and capitalize off a turnover. Um, so I don't, I, I honestly think a big part of it was Shanahan. So I have a, a lot of blame on him, but to not repeat what Zwick said, I think Purdy just isn't elite and did not make enough winning plays uh, for the Niners to win the Super Bowl. Wow, I can't, I, I can't believe what I just heard. This was, this was, was your guy all year, Butsy. This did I like, <laughs> I, did I like Jedi mind trick you? No, I, but and I don't but remember. Like, I st- I'm standing by all of my takes. I just don't think he's elite. Elite quarterbacks make plays in those big in big moments, and he did not do that. So, it, like, I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback by any means. If you want to say he's at the top tier, whatever, just whatever you want to call the tier, just below elite, like, like great, whatever, elite, great, good, whatever you want to call it, he's number one on that list, in my opinion, still. But he just didn't make enough plays. He's just not elite. And I think yeah. that's who he is. I think he still has room to grow, too. Like, I, I think Purdy's career is just getting started. And... I really think that he could be elite in a few years, especially because the Niners are going to have pretty much the same team that they're going to run it back with next year uh, and another year of Purdy development. And, you know, he's still under contract, his rookie contract, which is absolute dirt cheap because he was Mr. Irrelevant for another few years. Like 
can Purdy get there? I think he can. I think he can become elite in t- in one or two years. But it, was he elite? Is he was he elite this year? No. And it, and it showed in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. I think he didn't do anything to lose them the game, but also didn't do anything to win them the game. When you're playing a team as good as the Chiefs and you're playing a guy as good as Mahomes, you have to be a little bit more dynamic. Um, I yeah, I, I'm with you, Butsy. Zwick, do you do you want to weigh in? I just, I think, I think you need an elite, like top three, top five quarterback to win the Super Bowl now, and I think that that's sort of shifted in this new era of the NFL, like the last ten years, like this new sort of pass happy, you know, really complex offense. I think you need an elite, elite quarterback or you know a really, really good defense to win a Super Bowl, and it's like. When was the last time we saw a team win a Super Bowl without, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league? You could say the Rams was Stafford one of the best, but they yeah, had far definitely. and away. They had you could say that and they had far and away the best defense in the league and it wasn't even close. So I like I don't see obviously Brock Purdy is the guy. I think he's the guy. I think that they're obviously gonna roll forward with him. He's massively outplayed his career projections being Mr. Irrelevant and going to an NFC Championship game and it's over time with the Super Bowl. But I don't know if he can, like, if he can really get over that hump. And I, and I think that's kind of foolish to say in year, was this year two for him or year three, two? Two. Uh, two. Two? Yeah. Two. 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 And, and I think it's like, obviously, he has so much room to improve, so much time to improve. But will there ever be that ceiling with him that he can get up to like the level, even like, even if he gets to like almost as good as like a Joe Burrow or like a Josh Allen? I don't even like, I just don't see that happening. And these no. guys are struggling to win Super Bowls already. So I don't know if Brock Purdy can ever do that. that yeah, sense. I think it's, it's tough. Like, if you're ranking quarterbacks, I think I would have Purdy anywhere from like, the 10 to like 15 range and anywhere in there, I would be fine. And I wouldn't argue with you. And when you have a guy in that range, you kind of need everything else to be perfect. Right. And the Niners were not perfect last night for as good as their defense played. um, They had the fumble from McCaffrey. They had the muffed punt, which completely changed the game. And they had Dre Greenlaw getting injured was a a huge factor in that game. Like that's that's giant. So it's like, and things things are never gonna go perfect. And I think that's what you have to start to realize is like, if you're gonna build around a guy like Purdy, I I, I mean Purdy's different because he can get better because he's so young. But like, if you have a guy in that range, it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. So I don't know. We'll see uh, if he can develop a little bit more. All right, let's talk about uh, the overtime. Big story, big headline is: Should Kyle Shanahan have kicked off? in overtime rather than receiving just to lay it out a little bit. uh, The Niners chose to receive the ball. The new overtime rules allow both teams to get the ball, no matter what, even if the Niners had scored a touchdown, the chiefs would still get the ball. But in the scenario that both teams either scored a field goal or scored a touchdown or neither team scored, the Niners would then get the ball with a chance to score and end the game. So I think that was Shanahan's reasoning was that if you get it first, you get it third, and then in the sudden death scenario, you have it. Um, but there is a lot of a, a lot of pushback on that. So Zwick, I'll start with you. Do you think Shanahan should have kicked off? 
I, I definitely think he should have kicked off, but I was thinking about it today, and I don't hate it like as much now that I'm thinking about it. Because he, he's obviously going to be confident in his offense. He's the play caller. He runs the ship, runs the show, and he knows obviously what's going down, what's going to get them down the field. And they pretty much got down the field until um, there was the third down where they didn't block Chris Jones and they had two open receivers, you know, running free in the end zone, but Brock Purdy just couldn't get in the ball. I see the logic of wanting the ball first because you you're confident that you're going to score. All right, he's confident in his team that they're going to score a touchdown and he knows on the other side if Mahomes gets the ball in overtime, he's going to score. 99% chance Mahomes is going to get the Chiefs in the end zone. So then he's thinking, "Oh, well then we'll just get the ball and we only need a field goal and we'll walk off with the field goal." I see that vision, but I just think that playing defense first, and if you somehow hold Mahomes to three, then you have a really good chance of winning. Let's assume that the Chiefs get the ball first and they score, then the 49ers have all the, you know, they have all the advantage. They can score, even go for two if they're feeling confident enough, or score and then get the ball back and kick the field goal. I think that's more likely to me if we're talking like, percentage-wise of winning, but I see the the vision for both decisions. I don't like his choice, but I see where he was coming from. Yeah, I kind of agree. The defense was also on the field last, so exactly. some people yeah. are saying the defense was tired and that like you should just give them a break and not let make them have to play two possessions. But I think it's a massive advantage going second and knowing exactly what you need. Exactly. And then you go for every fourth down that you need instead of thinking about it. Like Shanahan, the Niners had a fourth and four that if they if they had gone second, they would have gone for. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So what do you, what did you think, Butsy? Yeah, well, we we glossed over one thing that I think was really important in this game and and, and probably led to Shanahan probably wanting the ball. Well, sorry, let me let me paint kind of the picture I'm talking about. We talked about Dre Greenlaw going down. After he went down, the defense did not look the same. Uh, that's I, I think that's just yeah. it's a it's a direct parallel between how the defense played after or before Dre Greenlaw got injured and then after. And if you think about it, I have no problem with Shanahan accepting uh the ball first and getting receiving the ball first because like Jordan said, we have the you get you get a first and you get a third. But they got all the way down to third and four. What on like the seven? Was it the yeah. seven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's got to be in your mind. You're thinking you realistically have to go down and score seven. Like you, you should not. Their their mindset should not have been okay. We're gonna you know kick the field goal and then give Patty Mahomes the ball after we haven't been able to stop him for multiple possessions now. Like I think their mindset should have been we have to have seven because we know Mahomes is gonna come down to get seven. Like you have third and four, I think you just give the ball to McCaffrey twice, and I think he gets four yards. Like I, I, I really just think that's what they should have done because with no Dre, with no Dre Greenlaw, you basically have to stop him to go in this, you know, the same distance. Like I, Mahomes I, is going to get in field that. goal range no matter what. If even if you don't get the fourth down, even if you kick the field goal and kick off, Mahomes is still going to go down and get in at least field goal range. So I think you got to go. I don't mind him getting the ball first, but you have to go put up seven and you have to do everything you can to put up seven because yeah. the defense without Dre Greenlaw struggled late in the game. I like the line of thinking. A, a lot of people were saying like, you can't go for that on fourth and four, but I agree that the third and four play, 
thinking should have been different than it was. Yes. And, and yes. You, you should have been fine with getting two yards because then if it's fourth and two, everyone would say go for it. So, Correct. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, all right. Let's talk about our experiences. Butsy and I had a, had a pretty big uh, Super Bowl party here. Had some fellows over, had some drinks, had some food. Butsy, let's talk about some bets. What hit, what missed, and uh, yeah, give us your experience. Every, everything missed besides Pacheco over 15 and a half carries, which needed overtime to hit. Um, it was, if Niners money line had hit, I would have been totally fine. would have been a completely fine day. Um, but Niners money line did not, in fact, hit. So I'm a little drenched here uh, on, on Monday afternoon, Monday evening. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I This was just Vegas kind of cleaning house. Because nobody's props hit. Besides, yeah, our whole house, everybody in scores, our house missed yeah, everything. Like besides random touchdown scores, anytime like Nicole or MVS or any of those guys or McCaffrey first, the rushing props were nowhere to be found. Anybody who bet Juwan Jennings had a great day. I'm sure everybody in America <laughs> thought going into this game, I'm gonna bet Juwan Jennings to fucking go off and Juwan Jennings to throw a touchdown. Um, so yeah, I, I think. I think uh, everybody in America had a pretty rough, rough uh, Sunday. Yeah, I thought going into it, if the Chiefs won, that Vegas would get crushed. But when you think about all the props, like, no, you're so right. Like, every big name that you would have thought didn't really pan out. Uh, Kelsey didn't score. McCaffrey scored, but I think everybody had him to score, and a lot of people had him to score twice, and he didn't score twice. Um, it was just a weird game. So, wait, did you hit any any bets? I... The bets that I gave out on here, McCaffrey went over his rushing receiving total um, thanks to him having eight catches for 80 yards, which is big time. But I was one McCaffrey, one more McCaffrey touchdown away from making $100, mm. which I would have immediately placed on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl next year. So that really hurt because right before I switched my parlay to CMC anytime to CMC 2 plus anytime. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get greedy. Like, I think he's going to go crazy. And then it would have hit if he just, if I just didn't do that. So, yeah, that's tough. Um, Of all the bets I gave out on here, I didn't place money on all of them. And all the ones I placed money on lost. So that was, that was unfortunate. Yeah, I, I gave out Chiefs to trail in the fourth quarter and win the game at plus 500. That hit. Chiefs nice. to trail in, or Chiefs to win from behind hit. Uh, I put, $3 on Doink, and I put $3 on MVS longest reception. I can't believe McCole Hardman stole MVS's longest reception. <laughs> that is absolutely brutal. Um, Pacheco, 90-plus rush yards, didn't hit. The longest field goal, remember I mentioned the longest field goal made? Didn't put money mm. on it. Absolute <laughs> luck. It was 47 and a half. They, Bucker made a 57-yarder. Moody made a 55-yarder. Um, so yeah, I had, uh, I had Pacheco carries too. So that was my only win, but, um, unfortunate, unfortunate day betting wise. We'll bounce back though. Hopefully. Um, mm -hmm. all right. Anything else you guys want to talk about Super Bowl yeah. related? I gave I out the, too. the Jimmy Butler prop. Yeah. Jimmy Butler did not in fact play on Sunday. Death in the family. Um, tough. Death in the family. So that's, that's probably a void. I would assume. <laughs> that's um, void. Yeah. It's gotta be a void, but yeah, I, it was just. It was a whirlwind because, you know, a lot of people, we were sitting there, we were, we were sitting in the house on the couches and everyone was like, does anybody have a bet that looks good? And I was like, well, <laughs> I have Niners money line and everyone's like, oh, you're chilling. And I'm like, 
<laughs> chilling like this was at halftime and i was like no dude i you think i'm confident that the niners are gonna win this game right now you're out of your fucking mind like i was so like it I felt like the niners confident. should have been up 20 at half and they were up seven yeah 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 they they controlled the game in the first half um the first like the first drive was a killer i mean that cmc fumble they were just rolling cmc was getting like six seven eight yards of carry and they were just going and then, yeah, I mean, it was tough, but fucking – I blame this all on the mark, by the way. I blame this – everything this that happened. Also, Zay Flowers' fault. It's also – yeah, it's just Lamar and Zay Flowers can can yeah. eat shit. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> all right, anything else? Any Taylor Swift talk? Were we happy with the Taylor Swift coverage? No? I thought it was – not too bad. It was 54 seconds. I saw that. 54 seconds. A lot of cuts, well, though. Definitely more cuts. There was a lot of cuts. But I I want to talk about... People are, like... Everyone is saying that Travis Kelsey is, like, the worst and is bad guy because he was screaming at Andy Reid. Um, I'm sure you guys saw that on the sideline. Do people not understand that this is the Super Bowl and that this is like the highest emotion sport and the highest emotion game that you can possibly get? And they're just yeah. like, oh, fuck Travis Kelsey. Like, I saw, I saw, like, all right. I don't think Taylor Swift is ruining football, but I think her fans might. Because I saw like yeah. Swifties on like Twitter and TikTok being like, oh, Travis Kelsey should have been benched. Like, that old man. Should have shown some like backbone and like benched him and like what? Just shut the wow, fuck the up! Wow, the Swifties turned on him. That's crazy. Yeah, like <laughs> they're like, psychotic, oh, dude. They are yeah. fucking insane. They're <laughs> and not, like they're they like, oh, not mentally there. They're like, oh, it's an it was such an ick for Travis Kelsey to do that to that coach. I'm like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> like you, you need. Oh, it was uh, it was like mind numbing. I... I was reading the tweets and I was like, I, I like Taylor Swift. I have no problem with Taylor Swift, but. The fact that her fans are like inserting them hurt themselves into football and acting like they know like what's going on and like ha- like we haven't been here for all of our lives doing this. It's it's infuriating. <laughs> I agree with you, but I can't imagine what the discourse would be around that if they had lost the game. Like yeah. how oh, yeah. badly Kelsey yeah. would have got crushed, and he's yeah. still kind of getting crushed for it, like you said. But I'm fine with like yelling at your coach. Well, I'm not fine with yelling at your coach, but for Kelsey and Reed. Who have won two Super Bowls together, and Kelsey's played for him his whole career. Like they, not, they're like not nearly as deep. Yeah, it's it's definitely not nearly as deep, and it's just like a heat of the moment thing. I do think, like pushing him, or I don't know, like the the physical him, part of it. He caught him off guard. He caught him <laughs> off guard, and Andy Reid is a new hip, and he's not the most athletic guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was Andy Reid's excuse, by the way. He what he had his, he has a new hip. Yeah, he was uh he like went on an interview and was like, Yeah, he caught me off guard, uh, and I have a bad hip and I'm not the most coordinated. <laughs> That's so Andy awesome. Reed, not See, the most athletic guy. Breaking news. Breaking yeah. news. I, I love like Andy Reid probably just didn't even care even while it was happening and everybody he was definitely didn't give a I I didn't yeah. I didn't care either. Like why I just thought it was I just thought it looked weird, like that it looked physical. You know what I mean? But it it wasn't he wasn't. I think, I think Andy Reid just got startled too. and like kind of kinda like stumbled a bit. Imagine, yeah. imagine if he was just like, "No, fuck you, Travis. You're benched for the rest of the game," and then they went on <laughs> yeah. to lose. Like, yeah. what? Shut. Well, also, so, what is? I mean, Kelsey was mad, but Pacheco just fumbled. Like, what was Kelsey supposed to do about that? I don't know what Sam, what Kelsey. They, no, they wanted 
Reed wanted um or Kelsey wanted Reed to keep him on the field. Yeah. And be like a primary option in the red zone. I'm fine with him wanting to be on the field, but like what is he gonna do to change that play? Like it was a it was a first down run. What was Kelsey gonna do? He didn't know. want them to run the ball, I guess. I, yeah, I, that's what maybe I maybe mean. he wanted the handoff. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. he just I did, see, I did think about Travis Kelsey over half a rush yard assault on FanDuel. It's a good thing I didn't do it, but maybe he wanted people to win that bet. Zwick would have been outraged, just as outraged. As, yeah, I would have been furious. <laughs> that the, was the his Swifties, moment. The Swifties benched Travis Kelsey in the biggest moment of the year. <laughs> did you guys see what uh, Stephen A. said about this whole Swift-Kelsey relationship? No. So Stephen A. actually made a good point, and I'm – so it, Stephen A, me, me and him, love hate relationship. Because I feel like I used to agree with a lot of what he said. Nowadays, he's his ego is ginormous, and I don't know if I really should be saying this on the one of the a, a small platform like <laughs> like the Couch Podcast. Um, but he, you know, I, I agree with half the stuff he says, and I disagree with about half stu- half the stuff he says. Um, but he was talking about how the world needs to stop giving a shit about Swift and Kelsey. Like they, their relationship, like cool. Like, yeah, who cares? But Stephen A was like, if I was Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift, I would just tell everybody, everybody to kiss my ass. Like, just like butt out. Like, I'm trying to do, like, have a relationship. And to be honest, they're doing it so publicly that they're kind of forcing everybody's hand, like every person who likes Taylor Swift's hands or hand um, by doing it in public and kind of forcing people to talk about it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, why are we talking about it so much? Like, why is this or not us specifically, but like yeah, the media, like, why is this a headline on CBS and ESPN and the NFL? Like I get yeah. that it gets views, but I don't really understand why people keep talking about it so much. Like we get it. They're, they're like cool. It's a relationship, but you don't see Brittany Mahomes and, and Patrick Mahomes kiss and, you know, that's make true. Yeah. Headline when, when they, you know, when they, uh, when he does something cool, can I give a Stephen A. take, or a, 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 a take about Stephen A. I'm not going to argue MJ LeBron right now. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Stephen A. When it comes to like stories in sports, is actually really good, and and is like very like up to up to date and like on worldviews and stuff. But when you, when it comes to like breaking down games, I definitely, he's not the first guy I go to. He's probably the last guy I go to, but like he, whenever there's like a culture thing, I think he's really good at it. And also his podcast, he answers like random questions. It's, it's, it's very awesome. weird. It's cool. I think it's, it's, I think it's cool. so good. At no, it. it is cool, but it's like, so like I, I'm on Twitter and I see Stephen a giving like his top five, like Pokemon. Yeah. What what happened? <laughs> but it's like it's better than some of his NBA takes, and I, like I don't yeah, want to no, hear 100%. him talk about LeBron anymore. So it's like I, I'm I'm into it. Um, all right, I think we wrap it up here. Are you guys all good? Um, there is there is two hundred and six days until football. Oh, okay, and the countdown has started. Yep. And uh, Brady Mahomes, shall we? Mm. No, I'm not yeah. doing it. Mm. I <laughs> I can't. I don't dude. think it's there. By the way, I've seen. Many TikToks today just blatantly saying that Mahomes is not there. And I completely agree. Like, you look at the longevity of Brady's career. You look at what he's done. He has seven Super Bowls. Even Mahomes came out and said, for me, it's even going to be hard to think of myself as the GOAT because Brady beat me in the Super Bowl. Um, And the AFC Championship. And the AFC Championship game in Arrowhead. Uh, And you look at Brady's passing yards, accolades, all that stuff. 
Uh, Mahomes has a long way to go, but if you people want to say he's on track, that's fine. Do I think he's going to get there? No, because I don't think there's anybody like Tom Brady. And who knows what the Chiefs are going to look like in a few years after Reed and Kelsey and their core leave or retire. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not here for the debate. Um, but it's actually not as hot of a debate right now as I thought it would be. Maybe it will be when we have nothing else to talk about, like when baseball starts and no one really has any sports to watch on TV and um, that that resurrects. But like, I'm not I'm not seeing everybody talk about Brady Mahomes right now, and I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm not I'm tipping my cap to the media because everyone I, knows Brady's the goat. I actually think most people are in agreement that Brady's the goat resume wise, but I also think most people agree that if you were drafting quarterbacks, that you would take Mahomes first which kind of stinks. But, like, if Brady can just maintain the GOAT, I'm fine with that. Like, fine, fine. I'll, I'll just keep, yeah, I'll, I think, I'll tell that. I think Brady kids. is always going to be, like, the GOAT and, like, known as the GOAT and deservedly so, obviously. And he's always going to have, like, the accolades. But, like, Mahomes is better. That's like, what I mean. That's Mah- what I mean. Mahomes Everybody right now is better than Tom Brady ever was, I think. I I. And uh, I don't I think that like, I can't say I don't, I'm not gonna say it. I don't think I it's that insane it. to say. He threw a bad pick last night. Does that hurt him? Yeah, at I all? mean that's <laughs> embrace debate. That's that's what <laughs> I see people. I'm not saying I agree with that. That's what I see a lot of people say, and I'm not totally disagreeing with that. Is what else? Yeah. yeah, the fact that Mahomes is even on track to match the resume is exactly absurd. right. Absurd. Right. All right, but he's we'll got a long way to go. Like if Mahomes, yeah. Mahomes could, if Mahomes wins one more ring in his career, and he retires, whatever, in five, ten years, ten right. years, I think anybody's talking about that. Like, do you think anybody would ever bring up that debate again? One no. more ring in ten years, and and then yeah. he retires. No one ever talks about so. it again. It would be a tough yeah. sell, right? Exactly. And you got to think if that happens, like. How many playoff games does he he like play bad in or look bad in or does he miss the playoffs a year? You know what I mean. How many more that's, times? That's, that's the stuff we can't. Burrow in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. That's the, the stuff we after. can't predict. Hopefully, the year after that too. Yeah, but, I also um, want to say. Go ahead. Well, mine's a different topic, so go ahead. Yeah, okay, I was. Well, I was just gonna say that I heard. I heard a lot of people say like, this NFL season was mid, and like this was one of the worst seasons in recent memory, and the Super Bowl like sucked. And the, the matchup sucked. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. The Super Bowl Shut was awesome. Up. The NFL season was awesome. It will never not be awesome. The NFL, no matter how much you, these these trolls try to bring it down, try to hate on it because the teams they don't like are playing well, it'll always be awesome. It'll never not be awesome. Yeah, it'll get better too when Jaden Daniels becomes Lamar Jackson on the Patriots. So it'll it'll exactly. it's only going up. I mean, it's crazy. Butsy, what was your other topic? A uh, new mock draft came out today. Oh, oh Jesus! No. Oh no! Um, so Patriots it has... trading back to six. No, 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 no. Okay. Like the All Commanders right. trading with the Bears and taking Caleb Williams with the first overall pick. I wonder what that trade would look like. It'll be interesting. Like who's who's picks. the Commanders' best player right now? Probably no, like it would have to be picks. Terry McLaurin, McLaurin, yeah. or like. <laughs> Jonathan Allen. Probably. All of their receivers um, in three first round picks. I don't know. Yeah. I it's not gonna happen. I don't think. So Caleb Williams, you are a bear. Caleb Williams, you are a commie. Hmm. Because be 
because uh, the commies are going to trade for the number one pick and then take Caleb Williams. Uh, and then I also saw number two, Drake May uh, for the Bears. And then Jaden Daniels was third to the Patriots. I forget who was fourth on this list. It was Maz- um, Maserati Marv, of course. And then number five was Joe Alt to the Chargers, which actually, think about it, kind of cool for the Chargers. Someone's yeah. got to protect him. <laughs> I, I totally agree. That'd be great. So, I'm just terrified that the Patriots are going to take him at three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then There's also, no I'm looking at more mock drafts because I'm full draft mock now because we have the number three. Full draft mark. Course. Uh, full draft mock, full mock drafts, <laughs> full, draft. full mock draft mode. Uh, this is Cynthia Freeland uh, of NFL mm-hmm. Network, uh, an NFL Network analytics expert. I'm familiar. And this is the craziest mock draft that I've seen. Chicago Bears, number one, Joe Alt. <laughs> oh, my God. He's not that. He can't be that. He has to be the greatest left tackle of all time, dude. He has number, a- two, number two, Caleb Williams. Number three, Drake May. Number four, Marvin Harrison. Number five, Terrian Arnold. Roma Dunze at six. What the? Jaden Daniels to Atlanta at eight. Daniels goes Malik, at eight? Malik Neighbors was actually really good for LSU at nine to the Bears. I mean, Joe. They lady? should give. They should give us platforms like that. We're starting. We're starting a list of a do not trust in the media list. Who is this lady? Cynthia Freeland. Freeland. Um, she's like the. I think she's on like the ESPN app for fantasy. Yeah, fantasy. That she's checks like out. The older lady. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it doesn't I... check out because she had a left tackle first. What the hell? The fantasy yeah, lady I... likes the left tackle. How does that? How does NFL that make mo- sense? NFL Dang. mock draft 1.0 on February 9th, twenty twenty four. Can't Bears wait for pass, the 2.0. Bears, Bears pass on QB. Commanders land Caleb Williams. <laughs> Post notifications on for the 2.0 draft. Where she has where she has yeah, a dune up at up at four somehow. <laughs> All right. So good. Well, that's uh that's the first Do one that on the list. For the next seven months or yeah. next few months. Um Zoom is about to end. Thank you guys for joining. Zwick, we're not gonna be hearing from you as much, man. It's sad. No. No, it's gonna I... be it's the worst this, draft talk. Monday after the Super Bowl is truly the worst day of the year. It's, but yes, I will be. I will be around for draft talk with Max. I'm gonna try to teach Max some ball, and you know, pick his. That's brain. gonna be real hard. That's see gonna what, be just telling you see right what he now. knows. It's gonna be real hard. Yeah, Not so much. I'm, I'm excited for it. it's an uphill. It's an uphill battle. Yep. Other than that, we are transitioning to heavy NBA. Kind of the dog days of the NBA, but we got a lot of Celts talk. To cover and catch up on, um, it's a, it's an awesome NBA season, so I'm looking forward to it. Stay I know tuned Buncy, for March Madness. Yeah, we got March Madness too. I know Butsy's looking. The Bearcats forward will to, be frisky in March Madness. You heard it here. No, they Get won't. Well, they no, be, they won't. A, no, they yeah. won't. They're not they won't. They're not. They're not going to make the tournament. They're probably not. Probably won't make the NIT either. Fairfield nah. Stags might make the tournament. Watch out for that. All right. Thank you for listening and peace. <laughs>